coming up on 5 Minutes. Cancer and malaria and HIV have found a way to stop the signal and they confuse it. Online, on mobile and on a podcast. This is 5 Minutes. Welcome back to 5 Minutes, the podcast series where we speak to the most interesting people in the world of malaria. Today I'm really excited to be joined by Dr. Michelle Wikes, all the way from Brisbane, Australia. She runs the Molecular Immunology Unit at QIMR, Berghofen Medical Research Institute, and has been focusing on trying to improve the immune system's response to a malaria infection. And she joins me now. Good afternoon, Michelle. Welcome to be here. Thank you for inviting me. Your work focuses on two parts of the immune system that respond to infections, dendritic cells and T-cells. Could you give us an overview of what these cells do when it comes to fighting malaria, and why they're often referred to as army generals and soldiers? Okay, so I refer to the dendritic cells as the generals of the immune army. Uh, Others refer to them as sentinels. Their main responsibility in the immune system is to recognize that we have an invader, whether it's a pathogen like the malaria parasite or whether it's a cancer cell. So dendritic cells are the ones who sense there's a problem and then provide the signals or the call out to the immune cells that are going to fight disease, which are the T cells. And so I focus on lymphocytes and these are the cells that are capable of releasing chemicals to destroy the parasite or uh, recruiting B cells to make antibodies. So that's basically why this is, I call them the army. And it's been long understood that a certain dendritic cell sends the message to fight the infection to the T cells through a particular protein. But you found that another protein essentially overrides this protein. Could you tell me more about that? Sure. So another way of using analogies to explain this is you can imagine when you have an infection, you have a battle going on where you have these immune cells that are fighting disease. Now, what happens is at the end of a battle under a normal infection, say a measles virus, the signal is sent by a dendritic cell to the T cell that says, stop the war is over, you don't continue, others you just be be a walking bag of immune cells. But what has happened is cancer and malaria and HIV have found a way to stop the signal and they confuse it. So let me explain. The signal on the T cell is called PD-1 and they've got really important therapies in cancer to block PD-1. And the signal that comes from a DC, a dendritic cell, the general of the immune army, is called PD-L1 and PDL2. And these signals were thought to send the stop signal to the T cell. But what we found was that PD1 wasn't a stop signal, it was actually a controller. It was actually deciding the immunity went on or off. And so if you had PDL2, then you would have a great immune response. And in malaria, this, this signal that maintains the immune response is lost. And you proved this. Well, we proved it using, uh, we looked at human samples, we looked at mice, and what we were able to find is that when in humans, that after they got malaria, they lost this protein from their dendritic cells. It was just gone within seven days of an infection. And in mice, what we found was it was gone, and if we could make an artificial form, we could actually introduce, we could improve immunity, and vice versa. If the mouse had this protein in a, in a, in a non-lethal infection, you could actually block it and show that you had a protein. Problem. So we manipulated these signals and we could clearly show that you needed PDL2 on these dendritic cells to get a healthy immune response against malaria. 
And how long is an individual protected for? So this is the interesting thing. At the moment, all our work has been done in mice, I have to clarify, in terms of understanding the length of protection. But what we do know in mice, where normally the infection would be lost within three or four months, you wouldn't get that same amazing protection. If you can introduce the PDL2 protein into the system, you can get absolutely complete protection after 150 days. Now, that is the sort of protection you don't even get with vaccines. That is, you introduce the, you, you have the infection, you give it to treatment, but 150 days later, when you reinfect the parasite into the mouth, it, it's so well protected, you can't even detect the parasites in the blood. So is the solution to the malaria burden to give people some doses of PDL2? Uh, that's easier said than done because yeah. unlike a drugs quite costly to make these proteins, but I'm working really hard to sort of find a way to get this down and make it possible. Dr. Michelle Weitz, thank you. You're welcome. Thank you for inviting me again. This is five minutes.